But I want to talk to you about giving, but I, want, I don't want you to have the mindset that I'm talking about money. Because I know we have a very giving church. You guys are very giving. And, uh, and as a church, not just what comes in that you guys give, but as a church, as a church council, I've said this before, but we have a church council that looks over all the finances. We have a lot of accountability. They see every penny that comes in and out of the church. They, they see it all. So we have that accountability. But one of the things we do at every council meeting is we pray, Lord, where do you want us to give? Where do you want us to sow? And we have given to pastors. We've given to, minist- to other ministries. We've given to churches in our area. Um, it's, it's very common um, that we're sending checks out. We, we tithe 10% already to our denomination. Um, we, give one per- we give a percentage of everything that comes in to Stephen and April, plus anything extra. There are missionaries from Thailand. We give to them. We do extra things for them. We, we constantly are giving, and we could do that because of your faithfulness in giving. But as I was thinking through this giving thing, I was thinking there's way more giving that we can do. And some of that we're going to get into, but even things like giving of your time. And not necessarily, I'm not talking to the church. I'm talking just to someone who needs, needs you. I'm talking to your neighbor who just is struggling. Giving an ear to hear, just to listen to someone who's just going through some things. You know, to, to each other as family, to give, or to give compassion to those who are struggling and those who are in need. To give hope to people who are struggling with hope. In the world we live in, if you watch the news very much, it's easy. It would be very easy for you to lose hope. And people in this world, there's a lot of people without hope. And we have it. So how do you give something to someone? Well, you have to have it. And if you have it, then you can give it. We have the hope of all glory living in us. Christ in us is the hope of all. We can give hope. You know, we can, even simple things. Simple. Everybody do me a favor, all right? It's gonna, it might be hard for some of you, but I'm asking you to do it. Will you just look to the person beside you and smile? I didn't say laugh. I just said smile. <laughs> you know why you laugh? Because it brings joy. It brings joy. Do you know when you're in a checkout line at whatever grocery store you go to and that person's ringing up all your groceries and you just sit and you just smile and you say thank you, do you know you bless them? Do you know you're a waiter or waitress at a restaurant that serves you? Do you know what blesses them is just as much, almost, just as much as the tip you leave, hopefully, Hopefully, listen, if you're a thriver, we tip well. Amen? All right, good. Um, so, but, but even, even that, just when they come and they fill your glass up with tea or whatever you're drinking or water, you know, and you smile, oh, thank you. Do you know, I can tell you, I, I waited tables for a long time when I was in Bible college. That's how I got through school. And it was a real fancy, fancy restaurant, though. Cracker Barrel, I don't know if you've ever heard it. And um, so... But even then, there was something about people that would smile that would get you through your day. Because you always have those people who don't smile. Look like they just sucked a lemon. Just 
just, mm, that's how they are. And that's not, that's not who we are. It's, it's not. And I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you this as a waiter. This is a little side note. This is extra. At, at the restaurant that I worked at, no one wanted to work on Sundays because the church crowd came in. They didn't make any money, and people weren't very friendly. The tip was horrible. I waited on a table of 20-something uh, people. You know what they gave me? A track to give my life to Jesus. And I'm like, excuse me, I'm in Bible college? I don't need Jesus. I need some money. Right? But, but really, that's what happens. And I'm, not, I'm just telling you that there's joy in just giving someone a smile. And giving someone, you know, encouraging words and just loving people for where they are. Even if you don't get good service. Because what you don't know is sometimes you get bad service because the cooks are slow. It's not their fault. Or because they have 22 tables they're in charge of and everybody has specialized drink. I'll have an ice with six cubes of water. Uh, I'll have, I mean, I'll have water with six cubes of ice. <laughs> See, it was even harder the first time, Right? They have all these specialties, so you're running around trying to mix everything perfect for everybody. That's why we can't give things based on performance. God didn't give you anything based on your performance. He gave you Jesus because he loved you. He gave his son because he cared about you. That's the greatest giving that you could ever have. So John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. You want to know what giving is about? It comes from God. And the Bible is very clear that, that giving flows, even as we're connected to this giving God, we give because of our connection to God. Let's look at these verses. Look at Proverbs 21, verse 26. Some people are always greedy for more. Not us, right? Oh, for three of us. Okay. But the godly love to what? Okay, the godly love to give. This is the word. So that means the godly love to give because we're connected to God, right? So if you struggle giving, then connect back to the giver because what should flow out of us is giving. Can I tell you, people aren't interested in much of all this stuff that you know and all this great, you know, you know, your great spirituality and all that you have, you know what they're interested in is what you really have down inside of you. Love, encouragement, hope. Me being a pastor does nothing if I don't love people. My title does nothing for me if I don't love people and if I don't give time and give hope and give encouragement to people. And I'm not, I'm not so sensitive to the money thing that I'm not, I'm, I, it includes money. There's times if you know a need and you have the ability to help, do it. Because godly people love to give. You just do. You're like, how can I help? How can I help? That's, that's part of being godly. That happens. Look at Psalms 37, verse 21. The wicked borrow and never repay. 
But the godly are generous givers. See, now it kicks it up a notch. Not just the godly loves to give, but godly are generous givers. Not just, again, look past the finance part. Because one thing, if you've been here long, you know I'll never pressure anybody to give. I just won't do it. I won't do it because if you give out of pressure, it's not really giving. You're being forced. It's not coming out of a heart of love. That's why, you know, that's why I don't sit there and have a 20-minute message before the offering. All right, guys, we're getting ready to take this, and you need to, you know, I need, who, where's my $1,000 champion? Stand up. I need another one, another one, another one. Let's go. All right? If I just offended anyone, I'm terribly sorry. Oh, but if you're a $1,000 champion, hey, good for you. But we don't, we don't pressure anybody. You know why? Because, honestly, God uses the church so we can do what we're doing. But can I tell you something? None of you are my source. None of you. If you're my source, I'm in trouble. So if we, and this has happened. There was one Sunday we forgot to take the offering. I don't know if some of you were here. We just forgot. And afterwards, people were like, oh, you didn't take the offering. And I was like, huh, we'll do it next time. Uh, that's money that the church didn't get. God's got money. If he tells us to do something, he'll, he'll take care of it. And he has. He's very good at that. But we give because God is number one in our life and we trust him. But we talk about generous giving. Can I tell you what generous giving is? It's when you have all this stuff on your to-do list, but somebody, whether it's someone in your family or whether it's a spouse or a kid, and they need something, and you stop what you're doing, and you turn, and you acknowledge them. Can I tell you, as a dad, I struggled with that for a long time because I was so caught up in ministry, especially in the early stages, that I just ministry, ministry, ministry. I've had my value in it. My value came out of what I did instead of who I am as a believer, as a child of God. That I just worked, 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 and there were times where I, I knew I just wasn't being a good father. Or husband. And it took a revelation to realize, you know what? This ain't right. I remember a time, and, and my kids were, they were young, and they were, on the back, they were in the backyard, and we had a little swing set back there, and they're just swinging, and I'm in there studying for my message. And I knew, I felt the Lord said, go spend time with your kids. And I was like, when I am done. That was in my mind. I didn't say that. <laughs> just up here. And you know what I did? I walked out there. And we started, we just, I watched, I pushed him on the swing. I, I swung, swing, swung. I just, I, I did the swing thing with him. Can I tell you what? When I came back in the house, the Lord just dropped right in my spirit everything that we were going to be talking about on the next Sunday. And sometimes I think we think that we just have to, you know, our stuff is too important. Can I tell you? It's not. And, and you can talk to any staff member here. Talk to Chris. You can talk to Curtis. You can find out. And you ask them. The value here is people. And if we have a job to do and we're on the way to do the job and we pass someone who needs something, we stop. And if there's something that doesn't get done, I said, hey, hey, Chris, did you get that done? And he says, No. Because I had to stop and talk to somebody, I'm totally fine with that. Because people matter. 
And, that, and, and when we give, we're giving. But what giving says is, you matter. I'll give you my time. I'll give you my attention. I'll give you my focus. You matter. That's what godly people do because that's what God does. Do you know any time you call on the Lord, he's there. He's there. And he listens. That's how he, he, he gives us so much if we really think about it. So your giving starts with where you are. Look at 2 Corinthians 9. I'm going to read 1 through 14. I'm going to go through it quick, and then we're going to come back and hit some places in it. I really don't need to write to you about this ministry of giving for the believers in Jerusalem. <clears throat> for I know how eager you are to help, and I have been boasting to the churches in Macedonia that you in Greece were ready to send an offering a year ago. In fact, it was your enthusiasm that stirred up many of the Macedonian believers to begin giving. But I'm sending these brothers to be sure you really are ready, as I've been telling them, and that your money is all collected. I don't want to be wrong about my boasting about you. We would, we would be embarrassed, not to mention your own embarrassment, if some Macedonian believers came with me and found that you weren't ready after all I had told them. So I thought I should send these brothers ahead of me to make sure the gift you promise is ready, but I want it to be a willing gift, not one grudgingly. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. Don't give reluctantly in response or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives how? cheerfully. And God will generously provide all that you need. Then you will have everything that you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then the bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide an increase and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two things will re result from the ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God. For your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that, they, that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. And they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given to you. All right, so let's, let's look at this. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the things we see in this passage when it comes to the idea of giving. Okay? And because, because of the situation there, they're talking about literally giving of money. Paul says that. But I'm taking this a little bit more broad in the sense of just money, time, attention, hope, encouragement, whatever you give. So let's look at this. The giving starts with you where you are. In verse, in verse uh, 6, it says, A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. The one who plants generous will get a generous crop. Now, I've heard that verse uh, mentioned to pressure people. You know, if you're going to give, give big. Because then you'll reap big. And, and, and I'm not discounting what the scripture is saying. What I'm saying is you give where you are. Whatever you have to give, whether it's you only have a little bit of time before you have to go into a meeting, whether you have a few minutes that you can sit down with your kids or, or whatever, um, what, whatever it is, 
that you take the time and say, this, this is where I'm at, and I can give this. You know, there's a place where the widow, this widow just threw in a couple cents into the offering, just a few cents. It wasn't a lot. Other people are dumping in a ton of money, and Jesus acknowledged the woman who just gave very little in amount, but heart-wise, she gave all she had. That's what it was about. She gave all she had. Everybody else was given a portion of what they had. She gave all she had. And so, again, it's not about how much. It's about the heart behind when you give. And I'm going to say this carefully because I'm going to make a point later about the fact that you're blessed when you give. But can I just help you? The motivation in giving should never be to get. It shouldn't be. You will receive a blessing from the Lord. But that shouldn't be what drives you. God, as long as you bless me, I'll give. But it better come back. Shake down, pressing together, running over. Right? That's not it. We give because we're connected to a giving God. As a result of that giving, I promise you, you will be blessed. But the motivation in your giving is purely to give. And to be a blessing. Because that's the kind of giving God honors. That's the giving that you receive back a blessing. Is the giving that's not focused on what you're going to get out of it. The giving that's focused on being a blessing. That's the kind of giving that God says, I will bless that. Does that make sense? All right. Look at Proverbs eleven twenty five. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. When you smile at somebody, try it this week. Smile at a stranger. All right? Watch them smile back. Now, don't be creepy. All right? Let me smile at no little kids. Hey, mom! Stranger danger. Nothing like that. But I just mean, I mean, you know, a, a waiter or a waitress or someone at, at the grocery store. Or if you're passing somebody, or if you work at a restaurant, or if you, wherever you work, one of your employees, they come in and they're just kind of struggling. You say, hey, good to see you. How are you? And you smile. I'm telling you, they smile. When I had you smile to your neighbor, everybody starts laughing. <laughs> Why? Because there's, a, there's some joy that people get. And you may be the only smile they get all day. You may be the only sense of joy that they ever get. And you have that, the joy that comes from this Holy Spirit in you, you can give away. You can give people joy by just making it intentional. Giving is your choice. It really is your choice. Look at uh, 2 Corinthians, uh, well, that same scripture, verse 7, uh, the one we just read. It says, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. Do you know God isn't going to force you to give? No one's going to force you to give. If someone forces you to give, it's not giving. My dad, man, when I was a kid, or if you have kids, you have brothers and sisters, you have two or three kids. Listen, we don't, no one is born sharing. No one is. When your kid first starts playing with toys, they learn the word mine and the word no before they learn mom and dad. They're like, mine! And I was like that. If I had a toy my brother wanted, there's no way. And my dad would say, hey, you share. No, you share. You give him that toy. Arr! That right there is not giving. 
I threw the toy at him. I was angry. And I only did it because my mean dad forced me to. If that's online, dad, I really love you if you're listening to this. But you see what I'm saying? It's not forced or it's not giving. Giving is your heart to say, hey, I know as a three-year-old, I know to my brother, you would really like to play with this toy. And I want to be a blessing to you. Here, whenever you're finished, I'll play with it. Enjoy. Okay, that doesn't flow out of me as a, as a little kid. But you know, as we mature, we should get closer to that than the whole, fine. We should. That's part of the maturity process as we grow. Matthew 19, verse 21 and 22, Jesus told him, he's talking to the rich man, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor. Then you'll have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had a lot of possessions. So this is when he's like, he's this rich, rich guy, and he wanted this relationship with God. And, God, and this is what Jesus said, look, if you want to be, if you want that, you want, you want this, go sell everything, and then come follow me. And guess what he did? I'm just going to walk away. That's really sad. I have a lot of stuff. There's no way I'm getting rid of all that. What he didn't know is a heart to give. Everything would have been returned. He would have had everything he needed. Because when you have Jesus, you have everything you need. But sometimes that, that decision, what this, what this guy did is he walked away. He just wasn't at that place that he could give. And, and, and it was sad for him. We all, we all need to ask the Lord, Lord, help us. I want to I model Jesus to this world. I want people to know the love of God when they come in contact with me. I want to love people where they are. I want to value people where they are. I want to, I want to do what God has done for me and he gave to me before I ever did anything for him. And, and listen, I, okay, I'm, I'm stepping all over toes today, but I'm not trying to step on your toes. But even sometimes as parents, we say, okay, if you do this, I'll give you this. You're not really giving it. You're saying, I'll reward you. You do this, and I'll do this. But sometimes, parents, sometimes, just give them something. Just because they're your kids. Where they don't have to earn everything. Because we didn't. You know what God's given us? Everything we needed to live a godly life. His word says it. I'm not saying that there's times to say, listen, if you do this, I'll do this. That's fine. But sometimes just say, I want to do this. I want to bless you because you're my kid. Yeah, you messed up. But you know what? I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give to you. You know, not just, I'm going to give you a spanking. That's <laughs> eh, just a heart of giving. <laughs> right? But, I mean, just, what would it be if just out of the blue, you just decided, hey, y'all, let's load up. Ice cream on dad. Just want to bless you. I just want you to know, family, I love you. That's the kind of stuff. It's just little things. Watch what it does. And some of you, I mean, you probably do that already. I'm not saying, I'm not insulting to say anyone does it. But just go out of your way now and then just to give. Teach your kids that they're valuable no matter what they do. 
Because that, in turn, is going to help them do things different anyway. Because some of what kids do is a result of what they're feeling inside. And they're trying to earn something. All right. True giving brings joy. 2 Corinthians 9, 7. If we put that scripture back up. It says, uh, you must each decide and don't give reluctantly a response to pressure. God loves a person who gives cheerfully. I promise you, as you begin to trust in God and lean in on him, it gets fun to give. I'm just telling you, it gets really fun. How many of you, when you were little, you just, Christmas Eve, you couldn't sleep? Because you already counted how many presents you had under the tree, and you knew, tomorrow is the day. Right? Now, as you grew up, and as you became, especially if you're a parent or uh, uh, uncle or aunt or something like that, and you have people that you give presents to, now, Christmas Eve, you're like, Going to bed that night, man, I can't wait till they see what I got them. Right? I'm not saying you still don't get a little excited. Oh, there's one for me. Score. You know, I'm not saying you still don't get a little excited. What I am saying is more excitement comes from your giving than your receiving. You know why that happens? Because you grow. You mature. Where it's all not about you anymore. So Christmas, you're sitting there watching people open things that you had the opportunity to bless them with. And it did something for you. It brought joy to you because you're seeing other people with joy because you were a blessing. It's the same way spiritually. That joy that comes when you just extend whatever it is that you give, that you give it, and it, and it blesses people. Let's go to this next one. Blessing follows giving. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. Let's go to verse 8 there in that same passage. God will generously provide all that you need, and you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. This is where it's true that you are blessed when you give. Luke 6, 38 says this, give and you will what? Receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together, make room for more, running over, Pour it into your lap. The amount you give, determine the amount you give back. It's basically saying when you give, get ready. But again, the giving happens first. It's not giving because I'm going to get it. It's just giving. Then the blessing is attached to that. Because I've had people, I've, I've heard people say, I'm going to give this. I'm going to give this because God's going to give me more. I'm like, well, why don't you just hold on to that? Because you're just trying to make some exchange. And I'm not saying that, I mean, because you know he's going to bless you, but the motivation isn't what you're going to get from it. You already know God's going to take care of me. That's why I'm giving. Because I know God's got this. And that's, that's why he is. He will bless you. And uh, if, you, if you look in the story of Jesus when he fed the 5,000, remember the, the boy, they, they brought the one boy's lunch, just a couple of loaves and some fish. Um, and just a, just a number one combo meal, basically. So he had this, and he gave thanks. And he, to, and he told the disciples, listen, sit them all down, get all organized, and start passing this out. Before any multiplication happened, they started passing it out. And it multiplied and multiplied. Then it says, after probably at least 10,000 people, because that was men and women and children, so it's 5,000 men. So add the rest, you probably have 10,000 at least. And they're all fed with this small, small lunch that this boy had. Feeds everybody. 
And what happens afterwards? You know how much is left? It started with one little basket. You know how much is left? Twelve baskets. How did that happen? Let me tell you how it happened. God didn't like, oops, <laughs> I provided way too much, guys. Man, my cow. Who, who, who did the math? He wasn't up there all upset. That's him. That's who God is. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ever ask or think. He always, not only does he, does he meet your needs, but he goes above and beyond that. And he just blesses you. Why? Because he loves you. And he extends that to you. So, so he's going to take care of you. Can I tell you some things that we've been very faithful at? Not only our family, but this church. We tithe and we give. And, I, and I'm telling you, I've never had someone in my office struggle financially that tithes and gives consistently. Consistently. You know why? Because God takes care of us because we put him first. And we say, hey, this is, this is yours. And I trust you. And if you tell me to give more, give more. I'm not saying this to brag, but I'm saying this because I think sometimes if you know people have gone through it and it works. There was a time where the Lord told us, and I think actually spoke it to Patty first, if I remember, to empty our savings account and bless this ministry. Do you remember that? I think it came from her first. And I'm telling you, when we, when we felt that, that's not, that's not a normal thing. So what do I do? I was like, all right, that's the devil. That is the devil. I rebuke that. First of all, is the devil going to tell you to go bless some ministry? I don't know. I don't think so. Was it me? No. Was it Patty? No. Patty is so great financially, she squeezes a, quarter, she squeezes a nickel, two quarters pop out. She knows how to balance books and do all that. That's why she does it. But even her who knows how everything's going to work, even that is like, all right, God, we're trusting you. And when we, when we wrote the check, we put it in this envelope, and, and if I remember correctly, it was, this was the one, I think, and we prayed over it. We said, God, we, we don't know why you're telling us to do this. And inside we're thinking, but it hurts a little. But we didn't say that. We were just like, Lord, we're going to be obedient. And we gave it away. Can I just tell you? We have been so blessed. We're not, we, have, we never missed a meal. We weren't on Hot Pockets for the next six months. We were fine. God provided everything we needed. As a church, same thing. God puts it on our heart. I don't, I, don't, I don't care telling you this. When Steve and April were here, you know what the Lord put it on our hearts to give them? $20,000 to bless them in Thailand. We're sitting in council meetings like, what do you think? And we all start talking about what we did last year and where's it going. And we all came to this agreement. Let's give them $20,000. Can I just tell you, that's, that's a lot of money. But for God... That's not a lot of money. And we're blessed, and we were able to do it without writing a faith check. Don't write those. Make sure you have it before you write it. God, I'm trusting you. Okay, that's not the best thing to do. But here's the thing. <clears throat> that month, 
We go back to the council afterwards, and we're like, the windows of heaven have opened. We are so blessed. Like we don't even miss it. We're better off the next month than we were the month before we wrote the check. How does that happen? Of a church of a hundred and something people. And we have staff and we have bills and we have all this stuff going, yet God continues to bless the mess out of us. Why? Because we're faithful in giving and tithing. We're faithful in it. So God, so it always, blessing always follows giving. God gives to the giver. 2 Corinthians 9, let's go to verse 10 of 2 Corinthians 9, that passage we read earlier. Verse 10 says this, God is the one who provides seed for the farmer. Listen, God blesses you so you can be a blessing. If you look at things that you have as this is a blessing from God, then what you're doing is you're just, you're just saying, all right, God, I'm, an, I'm a tool. If you want to bless them, hey, it can flow through me. I'll be a blessing. And as you bless, God blesses you. It says he gives seed to the sower. He always does. You know why? You know why Thrive Worship Center still has money in the bank? Because it doesn't stay in the bank. I mean, parts of it do. We save. But at the same time, we give. And when we give, it, I mean, that, that whole flow just keeps going. God blesses us, and we bless people. And God blesses us, and we bless people. And God blesses us, and we bless people. Because Scott Jenkins doesn't have $20,000 to give anybody. But God does. Thrive, Thrive does because God blesses us and says, hey, this is what I want you to do, and I'm going to provide everything that you need to do it. Just be faithful. So I'm telling you, there's joy, there's joy in giving. Chris, come up here real quick. All right? Let's say that Chris, let's say that I want to give Nick 20 bucks. And Chris doesn't have 20 bucks. So you know what happens? Is if I have it, right, I can give him 20 to be a blessing to Nick. Go give that to Nick. So you see that what, what he was blessed so he could be a blessing, right? That's how God is with us. God has money he, or resources or hope or encouragement, whatever it is that we need, and he gives it to us so we can give it. You're not just supposed to just soak everything up and just keep it for you. He wants to work in you, but he wants to work through you. And people that need stuff need hope and need encouragement and need, need value and need love and need to just be listened to and need to be accepted. God gives you the ability to do that for the people that he loves. Amen? Amen, brother. You're blessed today. Keep that money. All right. Giving leads to more giving. 2 Corinthians 9, 11. We're wrapping up here. You will be enriched every way so that you can always be generous. See, when you give, this is, that, that starts to cycle. Okay, you give, God blesses you, and you just continue to give. And it gets more and more fun. And you watch people just get excited. You just watch people how they just are blessed. Just simple little things. Simple little things. 
One time I was walking, I was going for a walk, I was walking down the road, and behind me was a lady, she, had, she was walking her dog, and I say behind me, not like right behind me, but probably 60, 70 feet behind me. This was a while back. And I had 10 bucks, and I set it on the sidewalk, and I kept walking. I just kind of dropped it in front of me so she didn't see it, and I just kept walking. And I walked a little faster, so when she got up there, she went and grabbed it and go, sir, you know, and I just did it. And when I, went, I, and I went on, continued to walk, and then when I came back around, I came on the other side, and, and, and it was gone. I thought, I hope she got it. I'm hoping it was her. Um, but you know what? It was a simple thing. And you know what it did for me? It showed me that I had matured because there was a time before when I gave. And you know what? Sometimes when you give, if you have to be noticed, then that, you're showing a problem there that you have to, you want all the attention Okay, I did that one time, and I think I've told you this before, but I did that at a drive-thru. I blessed the people behind us, and I was like, hey, I'm going to pay for theirs. And I don't know how many people they had in that car, but I was like, if I would have known ahead of time, I may not have picked that car. I'm like, what they get? Are they, are they getting, you know, they taking it to go for a football team? Like, what? But anyway, I paid for theirs, and then I, I knew that the right thing to do was not to bring attention to me and just be a blessing and just drive off. But as a pastor, this was years ago, but I was still in ministry. Do you know I drove as slow as possible? And I looked, and I was watching. And I wish I could tell you I was watching because I wanted to see their joyful reaction, how blessed they were. But if I'm really serious and down deep, honest and real with y'all, I wanted credit. I wanted them to look at me like, he's awesome. And I'd been like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I did that. But the joy is just doing it and getting nothing out of it. So everyone else can get something out of it. Because what happens is God honors that. And you end up being blessed anyway. And then the last thing is God is glorified in your giving. When you continue to read, it says that, that he'll be enriched. And, and, when, and when we take your gifts to those who need them, they thank God. Go to the next verse in verse 12. So two things good will result from the ministry of giving. The needs of believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks to who? Do you know you'd be surprised that if you, if you allow the Lord to speak to you, and if you'll just be sensitive to the leading of the Spirit in your life, there's going to be times where the Lord puts it on your heart to bless somebody, and you don't know, but they've been praying. And they're in a situation where they're, they're struggling. They're losing hope. And whether it's money, whether it's just an encouraging word, whether it's just giving them a moment, it could be an answer to prayer for them. And, and when this scripture talks about when you, sometimes when you do that, you're going to find that when you give sometimes, the heart of giving, people are going to actually glorify God in that. Like, God, you're amazing. I've had people, I've been blessed before after giving or something. I've been blessed before, and I, and I knew. I said, God, you knew. You knew what I needed. And I just, I, I mean, I thank the person too, but I also just thank God because really God was behind it. God was the one who was behind it all. Matthew 5, 16 says that we can let our light shine and, and do all these great things. It says, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so everyone will praise who? Heavenly Father. So in, the, in one translation, it says, let your light so shine before men that people see your good deeds and glorify God. 
So even in what you do, people recognize that's beyond just that person. There's something behind that giving. There's something behind that good deed. And it's God. And you'll find a lot of times people, they bring glory to him. So I just want to encourage you. You know, if we're going to continue to grow spiritually, I want you to pray about where you are in giving. And this has nothing to do with finances, has nothing to do with the offering, has nothing to do with any of that. It has to do with God. If you want me to be a blessing to anyone, anywhere, at any time, I'm a vessel for you to use. And if it means I got to stop for five minutes on this task that I'm, that I'm working on and give a little bit of time to my kid or to my spouse or to my neighbor or to whatever, then God help me give that. Because really, life is more fun, not by what you gain, by what you give. So be a giver. Be a giver. Let the Lord help you. I promise you, you'll love life. You will be more fulfilled in being a blessing to others than you could ever be on the receiving end. And the Bible even says it. You're more blessed to give to receive.